Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, citizen, to the eighth episode of the Liberty Critical Research Podcast. As your media director, it is my duty to inform you that the following story has been labeled explicit and is intended for mature audiences. Before our broadcast, a brief announcement. Following this season of Liberty Critical Research, we will be hosting a Q&A session episode. If you have any questions about the show or the world of Liberty, please email us at thelibertycomic at gmail.com or post your questions in the Liberty Endures subreddit. We here at the Liberty Broadcast would like to hear from you. So, without further delay, stay tuned, and remember, Atria Cinders. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Father, prepare the tales. Let in the masses. I, Elder Sawyer of the Kin, present to you our Grand Warfather, so that he may say unto you the stories of our people. Warfather, we are here today, my kin, to tell these strangers of our kind's great mother, Ray, the grandmother of our beloved gods, was the first and only for a time. She is night and life, and all has come from her. The first of her born was Breas, a daughter unparalleled to this day in the power of light. They lived harmoniously until Rei bore more children. When Rei turned her gaze to her new sons, 
Grayus grew jealous, and her mind began to turn against her kin. No! Do not disgrace Grayus, only daughter of our Grand Ray, as she is to be respected and feared. With her harmful light and rays embracing darkness, they crafted our land and created its people, a balance of those who dwell in the light and those that dwell in the dark. But she, in her light and glory, was wicked. Our grandmother, Rei, worked tirelessly from the beginning of time, and it was from the eternal shadow brazier that she grew. From it, Rei drank her fill, drew her everlasting power, and from its grasping shadows, Boreas would craft her future betrayal. Time passed, and Rei bore Prabius, a fighter unlike the world has seen or will see. Rei was proud of Prabius and commanded him with fashioning the ways of war for the world to come. He crafted armies, and for some of his warriors, he bestowed upon them the highest honor, the protection of his siblings. Grandmother Rei then bore her second son, Brython. Brython grew up to be weak and full of cowardice. He possessed powers, yes, but not that of Prabius or Braeus. As her children grew, our grandmother turned her attention more and more towards her sons, and Braeus felt this loss. It grew within her, turning to a jealousy that burned as dark as the Chateau Brazier itself. And so, after generations of creation, the first turmoil of the gods began! Yes! And so it was that Grayus slipped every morning to the side of Brython to whisper into his weak mind the lies. She first told him of the Shadow Brazier and how it fed their grandmother, and this was true. But she added to the truth these lies, that the Shadow Brazier was not only feeding their mother, but that it bound her power, bound her from reaching her potential, and it took from her just as it gave. She told him of how much happier and how much stronger their grandmother would be if the brazier was cast down. And with this, Braeus wept, mournful that she could not in her power destroy the brazier and release their grandmother from its snare. 
and for these lies, Gryphon fell. Grabius, a strong brother, respectful and giving to his kin, had given unto Brython a pack of warriors trained with complete loyalty. These warriors followed without question the orders of Brython, no longer warriors of Prabius. So on the day of a grand storytelling, of stories unknown by our ancestor kin, Rei and Braeus listened delightfully to the tale-teller, and as they did, the Shadow Brazier was left unattended. Brython and his warriors rushed into the Hall of the Eternal Brazier, but their advance was noted by the sharp senses of Prabius. Prabius cried out for Brython's action, and when he discovered his brother's intent, he drew up Heartseeker, his weapon of valor. With great strides in battle against his own warriors, Prabius fought to stop his brother from casting down and destroying the Shadow Brazier. But he was too late to stop the brazier's overturning, and from the spill of darkness crawled Hegaros, the unseen shadow that had lived forever unknown at the base of the brazier. Frightened, Brython cast himself back, forgetting in his cowardice to destroy the brazier entirely. Prabius, having destroyed his foes, but near death, faced Hegaros, casting the Faceless One back into the shadows, but loose upon the world. He then turned to face Brython, who fled before the sight of his brother's rage. Having saved the brazier from destruction, Crabius righted it, and from his body spilled his blood. Great Crabius, son of Rei, did there die of vicious wounds. As his warriors, our ancestors, reached the place of battle, they bore witness to Chinoe, the burning rage, rising up from the blood of Brabius. Chinoe, the rage of betrayal, the urge for the hunt, called upon the warriors to follow him in pursuit of the coward Brython to avenge this indignity against their grandmother, Rei. At the tale-tellers, Rei had felt the power of the brazier spill over, and her grand and life-giving darkness shrank. Her power dwindled, and she turned to her daughter for aid, only to see betrayal in her eyes. With her remaining power, Rei bore her third son, Lyacus, the seer 
who, if only then living, could have foreseen this tragedy? Brea stood then, above her mother, her blinding light weakening Ray further, and in her wrath, Braeus plucked light from the air and bound her mother with her living creation. But Lyacus was not afraid, for he knew that the light could not overwhelm the darkness fully, and from his shadow stirred Hegaros, who grasped the mother of darkness and bringer of night down into the shadows of the world, safe from Braeus's light. And so it was that Rei was hidden away from the brazier, empty of its past power, and there she sits even now, her feet bound in Braeus's living light, waiting for its power to return her to glory. For if her darkness ever dies, all will burn in the light of Braeus. Down on our lower plane, we are but tools and followers of our grandmother, Ray. And for each sacrifice in her name, we fill the brazier and fuel her power, but only slightly. To this very night, Shinoe still leads the great hunt for the great betrayer, while Braeus, more powerful than even her kin, travels the world to spread her light each day. And this, my kin, my guests, is the origin of our ways. We, the huntsmen of Chinoe, the facers of Hegaros, the believers of Lyarchus, the followers of Prabius, and the kin of the night, must give unto Grandmother Ray that which gives her power, the ethereal blood. The crazy. Every last one of them's crazy. That's why they took Cato. Some religious ravings, some grandmother. And now, what? We spread their crazy all up in the other crazy, and we live. We can still save him. Maybe Stay silent. Kofsky's in charge. Kofsky, get our stuff back. This war, father, was an honor to hear. The greatness of our grandmother. Children and kin. We have guests in our midst. Our guests have given their contribution to Ray. They are not here to feed her darkness, but to spread her word. We, elders, introduce you to the talesmen of the traders of the North. So, now we are set to release you, talesmen and entourage to spread our word with your tales. Have you any questions of us kin before returning to the surface? We, the traders from the north, uh, await our return to the surface. 
but the South is new to us, and we, we require the return of our items. Our possessions protect us, and they will protect your tales as I spread them. Can they be returned? Certainly, certainly. You come away from our darkened home with knowledge of our kin, with knowledge of the true dark. We will send you to the surface, and once there, our scouts will give over your possessions. Protect yourselves, traitors. Spread the truth. Your story will be known by others through us. Hear this, children and kindred, and know we grow. There, we will have our items and our freedom. Kato's gone and you talk of freedom? Should we just bow down? Let them kill us all? Should we feed their grandmother and forego our mission? Yes, Kato is gone. But unless you want to go with him, you had better rethink your priorities. We're going to get out of here. And what's waiting up there is just as demented. He is right, Sev. We need to focus. Fine. Let us all partake of a grand feast in honor of our warfather and of the sharing of our knowledge. Brother Heprin, you and your brothers shall bring the traders to the surface. Stand. Walk with us. Do all the peoples from the north speak as your kin do? What? Those on the surface... Their language is short and undignified. You do not speak as they do. You speak like the kin. Many of the people in the north speak in this manner. Mm. I suppose a talesman must be understood by everyone. This is the way up. What? Uh, Already? It's a longer climb than you think. But it shall lead you to the surface. What about our possessions? They are waiting for you at the surface. How can we trust it? You have no other alternative. Go. I'll go first. Part of me is glad I can't see how high up we are. I hadn't thought of it that way. Reeve, why are some of these rungs sticky? Just keep climbing. We're near the surface. You said that three were near the surfaces ago. Just keep climbing. Do we even want to reach the surface? All we're doing is trading one horror for another. At least the surface will be one step closer to home. For some of us. We've reached the top. Thank Reef. Open it. Open it. Give me a moment. I need to get a better footing. I wonder how far up we are. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to think about it. Jalo, don't look down once you're up. Thanks. Great Archon, don't look down. It just goes black. Could go on forever. Huh. Our stuff is up here. I'm surprised they even considered returning our firearms and meal. Some of my meal is missing. But I guess they can't control their guards all the time. This room appears to be covered in their markings. I suspect few would venture here, which would explain why it's abandoned. Check your packs. Check your gear. 
make sure everything works, and get some rest. The room is clear. I'll take first watch. An excellent idea. No mm-hmm. sense in checking everything on an empty stomach. I'd like to dedicate this meal to our dear friend, and my partner of many years, Officer Kato Patel. To Kato. To Kato. My recorder! There it is! Uh, oh, it's on. Hmm. Reeve. There's perhaps hours of recordings on here. I almost feel guilty for the person who has to edit and archive it all. Hmm. Let's start a new track. This is Dr. Martolokovsky, and today is... the day. I don't know what day it is yet, or what time. I'll log that later. Tonight, or today, at some point, we lost Kato. We were captured by a fringe gang known as the Darkkin, whose territory we had unknowingly trespassed in. They can, apparently, see in the dark. See supplemental notes for more information on the kin. We were captured, and Kato gave his life so that we could escape. He volunteered, sort of. (laughs) The Darkkin told us stories. The only reason we got out, they think I'm a talesman, a sort of educated storyteller or teacher that I'll tell their stories and spread their insanity. I will in my own way, but it's been a long day, or night. I'm going to sleep. I'll have more to say tomorrow. I just need to clear my mind. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Podcast. Episode 8 of Liberty Critical Research was written by Caitlin Statz and co-created and produced by Travis Van Groff. The voice of Marta Lukowski is Paul Maya. Decimo Jalo was Lauren Griffin. Severus Lundquist was Travis Vengroff. Gradius Rodriguez was John Hex Carter. Brother Heffron was Alan Leffingwell. Elder Saya was Peter Lewis. And the Warfather was special guest David Cummings. David Cummings is the producer of the No Sleep Podcast. If you enjoy horror audio fiction, check out the No Sleep Podcast. The music and sound for this broadcast were recorded and designed by Careless Juja. If you have enjoyed listening to Liberty Critical Research, please rate and review us on iTunes. To support the Liberty Podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash libertypodcast. Liberty is a Fool and Scholar production. This production is copyright 2015 by John Dossinger Publishing, and Liberty is a trademark of Travis Van Groff. Thank you for listening, and may the Archon watch over you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.